Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business, powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome, everybody, to the season with Peter Schrager. I am Peter Schrager. It is Super Bowl week. I am uh, jumping out of my seat excited. I can't tell. Uh, it is wall-to-wall Super Bowl everywhere. And uh, as you're listening to this, this is posting on Tuesday. I am en route to Arizona, where I'll be doing Good Morning Football from the lovely state of Arizona Wednesday morning. Thursday morning, Friday morning, and then I am going to be on the Fox pregame for the Super Bowl all day Sunday uh, in what sounds like a pretty significant role. I was a little surprised, but my bosses have enough faith in me to say, hey, you're going to be a big part of the pregame. I'm like, awesome. So uh, I will be trying to gather as much information as possible and also trying to bring as much insight that maybe no one else has uh, leading up to the game all day Sunday. You know, my initial look at this game is that we have the two number one seeds. We have two teams that have been just locomotives over the past few weeks. And we have two uh, really young, promising, and I would say like awesome ambassadors of the sport at quarterback. Yet, as I always do, I want to look at the business of how these two teams operate and how they got here. And I look at what the Eagles and Chiefs have done in the past 12 months to go from teams that didn't make the Super Bowl 
to teams that did. Let's start with Philly. Embarrassing loss in the wild card round to Tampa Bay. I still hear Merrill Reese, the radio announcer, being like, this game is finally over. And that's what he said to end uh, the radio call, which was a blowout to the Buccaneers. And, you know, they could have sit on their hands and been like, all right, let's see what we do in the draft and let's see if we can get a couple of free agents. They could have aggressively pursued Deshaun Watson. A lot of people thought last year that the Eagles were a real team because of Howie Roseman's aggressive nature and, you know, Deshaun Watson's skills as a player. They could have gone after him and said, let's let's make a big splash. Instead, they doubled down on building around Jalen Hurts. And I thought that was cool. Let's look at what they've done. Free agency. Hassan Reddick is on the block. Guy who's a South Jersey native who went to Temple nearby and who had just an outstanding season last year for the Carolina Panthers on a one-year deal. And before that, had an outstanding season for the Arizona Cardinals. They give him a pretty economically sound offer and they add Hassan Reddick in free agency. So you add that piece. Then what do they do in the draft? Well, they draft Jordan Davis, which I think is a big piece of the future at defensive line. But they have a second first-round pick, and we knew that wide receiver was an area of emphasis. And yet, five wide receivers had already been taken in the first round. And they're at the 18th pick, and Traylon Burks is on the board, and you could probably grab one of these other guys. A Christian Watson was still available. Sky Moore was still available. No, they trade a the 18th overall pick and a third rounder, and they get A.J. Brown. I mean, that is aggressive. So, so far you add Hassan Reddick and A.J. Brown. As the offseason continues, they add guys like James Bradbury. They add guys like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They add guys that they think can play immediate roles and help this team in big spots. I thought when Jordan Davis, the rookie, went down, they didn't just sit on their hands. They went out there and they went and acquired Robert Quinn, who hasn't played a role, but the fact they went out and got him from the Bears, I love. They went and they lured you know, Linval Joseph out of his semi-retirement to come join the team. They did the same with Ndamukong Sue. They add, they add, they add. They're relentless. And for that, I give them credit. A lot of teams don't have that approach. A lot of teams would say, Hey, look, we draft really well. We're sound. We've got this great offensive and defensive line. Let's just go to war with what we got. No, Howie Roseman in that front office would not sleep until they felt like they had a Super Bowl-ready roster. And guess what? 12 months after losing to the to the Buccaneers in embarrassing fashion, the Eagles not only are in the Super Bowl, they're the number one team. They've got what appears to be the number one offensive and defensive line in the sport. And Jalen Hurts is on the cusp of superstardom. And that's because of not only his hard work and all the things that he's put into this thing, but because of what they've done to surround him with the right pieces. That's the Eagles. The Chiefs? Chiefs have a whole different philosophy. Chiefs, how about this stat? Chiefs went to the AFC Championship game last year. 21 of the 53 players on the roster are different this year. That's 40% of their roster is different than what they trotted out for the AFC Championship game last year. The biggest move, of course, was trading Tyreek Hill. And let me tell you something. Knowing that organization, and I reported it when it happened, this was not a unilateral decision by Brett Veach. This was a conversation that involved Patrick Mahomes. It involved Andy Reid. It involved Clark Hunt. Do we pay Tyreek Hill $30 million and deal with what we have to deal with on the roster? Or do we trade Tyreek Hill get picks, and then have some free space to maybe pick up some other players that can help us do the job. Well, Tyreek Hill is probably the greatest Chiefs wide receiver to ever live. They trade him. 
And he made $30 million this year for the Miami Dolphins, and he was outstanding. He's a finalist for Offensive Player of the Year. Tyreek Hill's amazing. I think Tyreek Hill's a Hall of Famer. That's a whole other argument. But I think he's a Hall of Famer already. Um, but they paid $30 million to Dolphins for Tyreek Hill this season. The entire Chiefs wide receivers room, all those guys, 12 guys combined, make $15 million total. So what did they do? Well, they signed Juju to a, to a short-term deal. They signed uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling to a short-term deal. They went out and they got Justin Watson, who was an outstanding practice player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and who came in training camp and blew everybody away uh, for the Chiefs this year. They drafted Sky Moore. They found resources with the Tyreek deal, and they spent them where they thought was important. Tyron Matthew was a captain on this team. Maybe his best days were done. They were able to just say, hey, rip the Band-Aid off, say farewell, and they bring in Justin Reed, who appears to be playing some of the best football of his career at the safety spot. They draft well, they make key plays, and they also made key free agent acquisitions. I thought bringing in a guy like Carlos Dunlap, a veteran guy to add to the defensive line, smart, sound. This offensive line that they'll be trotting, trotting out, it's completely different than the one that you lost saw in a Super Bowl when they played the Buccaneers. Completely different. Top to bottom. All new guys. That is what Brett Veach does. He has not had to endure the rebuild. He has not had to endure the pain that these other teams have when you pay the quarterback that huge salary. It's because they draft well. It's because they unload salaries and try to bring on others that might make more sense. And it's because they do the same thing that the Eagles have done for Jalen Hurts. They've surrounded Patrick Mahomes. I am a geek for this stuff. I love roster building. I think what the Chiefs and the Eagles have done are two very separate paths to being in the Super Bowl. But both of these rosters are among the best in the league, and they've rebuilt teams on the fly. Chiefs lost the Super Bowl two years ago. Their team right now, aside from a few players, looks completely different than the one that played in that Super Bowl. The Eagles won a Super Bowl a few years ago. They've only got seven guys from that team on this team. And, of course, four of them are key contributors Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham on defense, and then Jason Kelsey and, of course, Lane Johnson on offense. You've got that core four. They were the lead dogs in that Super Bowl run. They're still all coming back. And, of course, you've got all these new players, and then you've got a couple of the other holdovers that were there on that team. Uh, I love both of these rosters. I think both of these GMs are fearless, smart, and decisive. And it's a testament to be aggressive, but also think about things a year down the line, two years down the line. You don't bring back Tyreek Hill unless you feel like there's a future plan and a greater future and a greater runway if you can trade them and get all the picks and all the money that they got in exchange for that Tyreek deal. Uh, Eagles versus Chiefs. I'm here for it. I love both teams. I am flying out as you're listening to this. I will be on the ground soon. And uh, let me give you a quick rundown of what I've got planned, because I think this is kind of the other part of the Super Bowl. You've got, obviously, the game and then the work, but here are some of the things that uh, I'm excited for. Wednesday night, um, Fox is having a big pre-Super Bowl dinner, and all the other ones I've been to for Fox, and I've been with Fox 20 years and 15 years, and... You know, every three years there's a Super Bowl. Jimmy Johnson gives like this riveting speech. Um, I cannot wait for it. I like am giddy for it. Jimmy gives a speech to the entire production crew, like camera guy up on the top, you know, left of the stadium. Bring your A game. And, you know, this game right now, you know, what's it going to mean to you, Greg Olson? Like, you know, it's a fired up speech. So Jimmy will bring that other part of it. 
as of right now, I don't know if I'm breaking news. I don't want to steal any shine from the sports media reporters out there, but sounds like Sean Payton's with us all week. So <laughs> Sean's the new coach of the Broncos. Uh, we've had a great year with him. I'll have plenty of stories from being alongside him, riding shotgun on the pregame show, which I love. That'll be Wednesday night. Um, Colin Coward invited me to a party. I don't know what that consists of, but uh, Coward is one of my favorite guys in sports media, and I, I, I will be there. Colin Coward's having a party. I will be there. I want to see what what Colin's party's like and who he's hanging with. That's Wednesday, Thursday night NFL honors. Also, I'm going to try to double dip on this one. Um, Howie Long is winning a very coveted award, and he's been really good to me over the course of my career. The Pat Summerall Foundation is awarding Howie Long this year. I'm going to try to make it to that. That's going to be special. So that'll also be Thursday night. Going to try to double dip on that. Hopefully I have some stories from that event. Friday's an interesting one. So Friday's like your big party night, and everyone's going out. And whose party are you going to? Whose party are you going to? What are you going to do? I don't know yet. I haven't been invited to any. We'll see. Um, hopefully, I get invited to one. Or, to be honest, probably sounds like a uh, a night where hey, do you want to get dinner and then see where it goes. Um, but yeah, I will not be uh, necessarily on TMZ Friday night. Not really my scene as far as that goes. But if you do see a photo of me with Drake um, on a DJ booth and on a DJ booth, is that what they call it? Aaron, on a DJ booth? I don't know. In a DJ booth? What do we even call it? I'm more of a uh, in on. I think it, dep- it, it depends how crazy you're getting. Uh, like you could, could be on top. If you're having a really big night, you could be on the DJ booth. But top. generally, I think you're at the booth. I could be at the booth. Okay. Last year, no joke, my wife came with me and we went to the Justin Bieber concert and we went to Bieber and it was awesome. And I hung with George Kittle and Josh Allen and uh, Luminate Tony Gonzalez. Jeff Bezos was there. Is it Bezos or Bezos? What do you call him? I think it's Bezos, isn't it? I think. I think I think it's I think I go with Bezos. Let's go with Bezos. Jeff Bezos. That sounds, that sounds more sinister. <laughs> it does, but nothing sinister about him bopping his head to Bieber. I'll tell you. Um, so we're there, and then the party like is winding down a little bit, and someone's like, "Oh, Marshmallow's going on next," and I'm like, "Party's winding down. We're staying. Marshmallow on the one twos. I love Marshmallow. All in. Was out late that night, and then Saturday uh, was recovering. But this year, Saturday, we have a full rehearsal for Fox, and then Sunday is a Super Bowl. Um, it's busy. It's action-packed. I'm very fortunate to go to another Super Bowl. I know, Aaron, you will be out there. Jason English, who's in the house, is going to be there. Hope to link up with you guys. But let me tell you, by the time that, that, that Super Bowl actually arrives, it's almost like an afterthought for everybody else because there's so many other events going on. And uh, one of the events is going to be Thursday night, the NFL Honors. Um, I'll tell you what. I love this event. I think it's cool. You get all the players and the coaches and the owners and they all get dolled up and there's a red carpet and they're being interviewed by Kevin Frazier like it's entertainment tonight and you've got paparazzi, you know, Alvin Kamara, what are you wearing tonight? Um, Then the show starts and it's a really fun show. I love it so much that uh, I said for our guests this week, like to start this thing off, let's go behind the scenes. Like what does it take to put together the NFL honors? What does it take to put together the big show of the week? I feel like outside of the Super Bowl, this is the biggest event for everyone at home. And it's where you find out who wins the MVP, the Walter Payton man of the year, the rookie of the year's awards, um, the coach of the year. And like, it's a celebration of football. Uh, It's Thursday night. It's on NBC. And the executive producer is a gentleman named Dave Chamberlain. Thought it'd be fun. Let's go a little behind the scenes. What's Dave Chamberlain's week like? Let's get him on the podcast. Dave Chamberlain after this.
Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. One of my favorite nights of the year is the NFL Honors event. I've been lucky enough to go probably the last 10 of them. It's it's cool. It's the Academy Awards for football. It's the only place you can see your favorite players, coaches, uh, and media personalities mixing with celebrities. And there's an award show, and there's also comedy, and there's it's just tremendous. And now that we've got this podcast up and running, I, I was listening to a different podcast. It's called The Town, and it's with a gentleman named Matthew Bellany for a company called Puck. And on his podcast, he had the executive producer who was putting on the Grammys a couple days ahead of the Grammys and was going into, what's it take putting this show on? Is this show going to be a hit? And it was kind of got me excited for the event as a whole. And I said, 
I'm going to steal that exact idea, and I'm going to get one of the men who puts on the NFL Honors event, and we're going to go deep dive into what it takes putting on an award show and colliding all these wonderful worlds. And with that, I bring on one of the men who's going to be putting on the NFL Honors, Dave Chamberlain. Dave, welcome to the season with Peter Schrager. Thanks so much. Really appreciate you having me on. Psyched for NFL Honors. Dave, you lead... Yeah, you lead a team that does not just NFL honors. You guys have done things like the ESPYs. You've done the Oscars red carpet show. Uh, you've done 30 for 30. When you got the call for NFL honors, what year was it? And what kind of opportunity did you see that being in the cards? Sure. So um, I got involved with NFL honors from the beginning. Um, I worked with a woman named Maura Mant for many years. Um, who goes way back with you know a lot of the folks that were at the NFL that had been at ESPN um, around when the ESPYs you know were coming up. So uh, they called up Mora to produce that show back in I think it was 2011, 2012, um, and I was working closely with her. So I've been involved from the beginning, and you know it was such a when we got that call, it was such a great idea, you know, um, and such an interesting, fun thing to jump into. Um, you know, that first year, I think we, the show was in February, we got the call in October, so we didn't have a lot of time to put it together, but, um, it's, it's really wow. been fun to see what it's grown into over the years. You know, I went back and I watched, you know, Alec Baldwin was the host and I'm watching and like, I was curious. I'm like, what was the vibe as I'm doing research on this thing? And there's this really cool moment where like Jim Harbaugh wins coach of the year and Alex Smith goes up and accepts it. And he's taking it from Chris Evans. And I'm like, this is almost like a time capsule. You could see like what was going on in the world when this happened. And uh, I feel like now that we're 11 years into this, you could probably have a separate story for each one of these award shows and the making of it. And of course, where you were in that moment in time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think we have one of the kids from Twilight present on that show. And it, it does like Tim Tebow was a big story in the NFL at the time. Yeah, yes. it totally <laughs> takes you back to that moment. Um, how do you pick the host? Because that was Baldwin. We've had, of course, uh, Steve Harvey has done multiple years. Last year, Keegan-Michael Key. I want to say Rob Riggle's done it in the past. Um, Conan one yep. year. This year, Kelly Clarkson. What goes into the selection of the NFL honors? Sure. Host? So, look, we, we always want somebody that's going to be entertaining, right? And that the people in the room, you know, the players, the owners, the NFL family that's in the room is going to respond to um, and be excited for. But and, and, you know, I think what goes into that is somebody that's a genuine fan, you know, somebody that that really loves the game and um, and has a lot of respect for it and can talk about things and kind of rid people and make fun of things from that fan perspective. So, um, you know, we don't want to just go out and get anybody, somebody that's like a, a, a real football fan that's also an incredible entertainer. Yeah, so Clarkson gets the call when? How does that all go down? And when do you guys start putting those cards on the table? Sure. So, I, yeah, we went to Kelly late last year, you know, I, I, probably around November or something like that. Because she's been a presenter in your she past. Has. I know that. Yeah, I've she, seen her present. Yeah. She's done the show a couple of times, which is part of what, you know, identified her as somebody in our mind that, that would be great. She obviously hosts a talk show every day. She's, I think, one of the most personable and charming talents out there and she can do so many things well so yeah we had her on the show last year i got to talk to her a little bit um and we thought she you know we thought she'd be a lot of fun she's also one of the busiest people in show business so when we first started talking to her you know it, it's um uh navigating her being able to do this around her schedule was a little tricky but um you know luckily uh after going through a, a few different things and, and trying to make it as um 
as simple for her as we could, you know, she, she agreed to do it, which we were thrilled about. You know, it's funny because this Super Bowl site kind of dictates where this thing is going to be. So I would imagine a Super Bowl in Minnesota in the freezing cold is harder to get commitments from uh, certain celebrities than maybe one that might be in Vegas next yeah. year or one that was in Los Angeles last year. Arizona, it's going to start a little earlier than it does when it's in Atlanta or some other places. How hard was it to get the celebrity presenters on board? Or is this something that they line up to do? You know, it's a great question. And to be honest with you, when, you know, the show was on Saturday for, for many years. And last year we shifted to Thursday, um, you know, which I think is great. It gives us a little bit of a, a separation from the Super Bowl. So, you know, hopefully a little more chatter around around our show. Um, but, uh, I was, I was a little concerned about getting celebrities sure. to Arizona on a Thursday night, but it, it's worked out great. Um, we've got an incredible list of celebs that are coming, um, you know, coming in early and enjoying all the Super Bowl festivities in Arizona and, you know, all the players seem to be coming out early. So it's, uh, it was proved to be less of a challenge than I expected it to be. No, it's good. And, you know, you talk to some of these agents and some of these sales and marketing guys. They, hey, get us there on Thursday. We'll make up Friday and Saturday. We'll make sure we make the most of our money and we'll make totally. sure we make most of your time like while you're there. And that's, that's why exactly it works. Right. It's good. They've got, they've got an ad of incentive um, to come. I, I can only imagine last year when you get the call or you get the results that Andrew Whitworth is Walter Payton Man of the Year and it's in Los Angeles <laughs> and his team is in the Super Bowl. That was the biggest shock to me that you actually got him in Cooper Cup in person. How did that go down? And what kind of stuff do you have with like the history of just like close calls and like the amazing way that this thing could come together? Yeah, you know, um, that was really interesting. Um, you know, when we found out that Andrew was winning and then, and then you know, found out obviously the Rams were going to be in the game, we'd never had in the history of the show anybody from the either of the Super Bowl teams come to the show obviously when it was on saturday that's a lot trickier you know um the one big benefit of the show moving to thursday was you know depending on the team you know different teams different coaches look at this in different ways um but uh you know there's a little bit more of an opportunity to, to try to get those players to come to the show the rams you know i i think um really bought in and, and were excited and look we also didn't want to we didn't want either Cooper or Andrew to know that they were winning, right? That's um, yeah. You got to keep that close to the vest. Yeah. yeah, for sure, and and not only for them, but for everybody else that's nominated. Um, but the Rams were really incredibly to work with on that front, and you know, I think Man of the Year is obviously uh, probably the the you know most important award in the NFL. So knowing that was on the table there, I think really meant a lot to the Rams. Um, and they were an incredible partner in getting those guys, you know, we tried to make it as easy and seamless as we could getting them in and out. Um, and you know, uh, Andrew kind of popped in backstage and walked out on stage, made an incredible speech. Um, and then, you know, headed out, uh, back to, back to, um, yeah. yeah, but a lot of things converging there, right? Like, um, th it was their home stadium. So, you know, that yep. makes things all a little bit easier. Um, uh, in LA, you know, so, um, but yeah, we've, you know, look, we've had obviously players winning that were in the Super Bowl in the past and have tried to do different things. Um, but it's tricky, you know, it's tricky. The coach, this is not the coach's priority, you know? No, absolutely. Um, sports and comedy is really hard. We've seen 99 out of a hundred attempts fail, you know, whether it be yeah. a TV show that this is going to, this is going to be the daily show for, for sports and it never works, or this is going to, this funny gimmick on a pregame show, you're going to love it. 
rarely works. Yeah. Um, you guys have nailed it, though. These monologues over the years, whether it be a Seth Meyers or whether it be a Conan or whether it be Steve Harvey just roasting the shit out of the NFL the past few years. Last year, I thought Keegan-Michael Key was incredible. It's really hard threading that needle. Um, and yet you guys have been able to succeed with that. I feel like there's a 100% universal approval rating for the NFL <laughs> Honors monologues. How have you guys been able to nail that? And when does it get to the NFL with what is going to be in the content of those scripts? Because some of them are pretty close to the edge. Those are, those are my favorite meetings um, every year. Um, so, you know, look, it, it starts with the host, right? Like I said, having a host that's a genuine fan um, that, you know, it can really speak to these things uh, from a level of, uh, from a place of passion, I think really helps. We have an amazing writing staff um, led by Bennett Weber. Um, he's a huge football fan as are, uh, all of our writers. Um, and you know, look, it helps only having to do it once a year, right? I don't envy people that have to come up with ways to make sports funny on a daily show or on a weekly show. Um, so we've got a lot of material to work with, um, and some incredibly talented people to, to pull those jokes off. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we generally get a script to the league a couple of days ahead of time. Um, and everything, or is it like you leave a little bit of room here? Well, no, we, we usually, we get them everything. We don't want to, we don't want anybody to have surprises, right? Cause we want to come back every year and do the show. Um, yes, true. Uh, uh, and, and you, you know how it goes. There will generally be a few things in there that we know they're going to cut so that maybe they don't cut the things yeah. that, that are actually our favorites. Um, uh, and yeah, frankly, I've been surprised some years at what we've been able to, uh, to get through. Um, and I, you know, it helps that we've been doing it year after year with some of the same people. And I think, you know, when things come from a place of love and passion and not of like sort of picking and attacking, um, that, that helps, uh, helps us get those things approved. There's so many sentimental moments. And we talked about the Walter Payton man of the year and I always end up a ball of tears and I'm like, I didn't plan on crying tonight at the NFL honors, but I do, uh, your favorite funny moment in the 11 years that this show has been a success, like what's the one moment where you're like, Oh shit, that, that one sticks out. Oh boy. That's, um, that's great. We, uh, early on Alec Baldwin's favorite player of all time is Joe Namath. Um, and I can't remember if it was the first show or the second show. We, Alec did a great bit in the audience, um, with Joe Namath. Is it with Phil Sims next to him? Exactly. Like, That's exactly right. Was, yeah. Tell it. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. I remember it. Tell it. Um, where, you know, it was, uh, about playing in New York and, and, and playing in the spotlight and how you navigate that. And he was, you know, sitting next to Phil Sims, um, who's very staid. Um, and, uh, you know, Phil's, Phil was kind of like, oh, you know, it's, you, you go home early and, uh, and do your job. And then Namath just kind of pops out. Uh, um, and, you know, he obviously navigated New York a little bit differently. Um, that, uh, yeah. that was one of my favorites. Alec Baldwin, if I recall, Alec Baldwin asks him the question, uh, how about you, Joe? And he goes, well, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. an amazing line. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the kicker. It's great. Um, I thought Steve Harvey was hilarious both years he did it. And I felt like if there ever was a script that went to the NFL, that, that I don't know. That whatever I heard on TV might <laughs> well, not have been the one that was approved. So, that's a great point. That's a great point. Look, Steve um, – you know, Steve hadn't done stand-up for a long time before he hosted that show. He hadn't told jokes in front of an in front of an audience like that, and he was so excited to do it. Um, we also had the benefit those years; the show wasn't live, live, right? So we had maybe an hour or two hours to trim things and edit things. So you know, Steve just kind of went out and let it rip. 
Um, and we, <laughs> we, we knew there were things that we were going to have to edit and cut out, edit. <laughs> uh, you know, th- that worked, that worked pretty well. And, uh, you know, Steve also wasn't always going off teleprompter. Steve just, you know, he had things he wanted to do and say, and then he'd just go. Um, the great, the great thing about him too, as you may remember, he, you know, usually during a show, um, the host go- goes out, does their bits. And then in between their you know, prepping for the next thing, working with the writers on a script or, you know, uh, just taking a break, taking a breather. You know, it's more exhausting to do this than you might think. Steve, though, in commercial breaks would go out and entertain the audience just because he had fun doing it. Um, So he'd go out there and chat with everybody during commercial breaks um, just to have some more fun. So good. And there's this whole backstage scene that I was able to frequent once. And it was like, if you could pick the most random celebrities and most random football players, it was like, it all just, just hanging out backstage. I'll never forget. I went backstage and Paul Rudd's back there and he calls me over and he's like, Peter, do you know Calais Campbell? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. And we were like this like intense conversation, like Paul Rudd, Calais Campbell and me. And I'm like, this is the show. Now, are you in the truck or do you get a chance to frequent that backstage? I'm, I'm backstage. I'm backstage. Um, so, yeah, usually it, there's a lot of things happening around me and behind sort of a setup with monitors and I got headphones on. Talk, but there's a lot happening around every once in a while. I look around like, Oh, there's Mark Wahlberg and Andrew Whitworth having a conversation about God knows what, you know? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, so it's a fun scene back there. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You mentioned the name Maura Mant, and for the listeners, she's one of the all-time legends in in television, sports TV, and she passed right before uh, the pandemic, I want to say in like February of 2020. But she's the touch point for all, any favor that Maura Mant ever needed from Aaron Rodgers, he'd run to do it. Peyton Manning, run to do it. Paul Rudd, run to do it. You name it. Um, her legacy is all over the NFL honors. Her footprint is there. Can you tell us a little bit about who Maura was and really what this show means uh, to her legacy and how you guys are going to keep it going? Absolutely. Yeah, she was incredible. Um, it, you know, as you said, so many people, uh, she could get people to do things that nobody else could get to do. And it's because people loved her so much and loved her passion so much. Um, she was a force of nature. Um, when she wanted something to happen, she would just go, 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 go. She'd get no so many times and, you know, just try to push through it and flip a no to a yes. Um, and she always approached, you know, uh, these shows from a place of telling stories and, and moving people and, um, you know, trying to make the world a better place through some of the, you know, silly shows that we make. Um, and I think she was largely successful in, in doing those things. And, um, you know, it's funny, I was just talking to somebody this morning, like, I can't tell you how many times a day doing this show, it goes through my mind, well, what would Maura do? How would Maura handle this situation? Mm. And, you know, I, I can never, I could never do a lot of the things she was capable of doing. But, um, you know, we, I think all of us have that in our heads as we go through, you know, the creative of the show and, and trying to decide what we're going to do and how we're going to handle things and how we're going to navigate talent, um, uh, and just try to do her justice. You know, um, she was such it's, a huge part of, of making this show to what it is. Yeah. And it's the same. She was, and obviously you guys work on the ESPYs for years. There's like this high quality of not only the show itself, but the guests that attend and are willing to participate and have fun and laugh about themselves, which we don't see on a day-to-day basis from a lot of these athletes and performers. Yeah, absolutely. She was, she was so great at um, getting people comfortable with doing things that, you know, they had no business doing, you know, we, we'd think of an idea and like, Oh, that person's never going to do that. And she's like, give me, give me, give me a try, give me a shot. And you know, she was almost always successful. Um, really good. Really good that. at doing and that. Yeah. I've had a, I had a chance to get to know her briefly. I mean, just an incredible tour de force. And you guys are carrying on the torch and you're doing a fine job. Uh, what's the measure of success for this year's NFL honors? I know it's going to be great and everyone's going to have a blast. But the next morning, you wake up Friday and you're like, what are we looking at? Is it ratings? Is it the Twitter reaction? Or is it just an overall high quality night where everyone feels good about the NFL? 
You know, obviously, I pay attention to the ratings, and I hope as many people watch the show as we can. Um, and, you know, hopefully if, if the ratings are good, you know, uh, that that's good for us. But, you know, I, I think the way I think about measuring success on the show is the people are partners in this show, right? And the, the, the stakeholders in the show, do they walk away happy? You know, um, do they feel good mm-hmm. about the show we made, whether that's our host, um, you know, certainly the, the, those in the league and the commissioner and, you know, the owners and the people that, you know, have a say in, in, if this show continues to get made year after year, you know, did, were those people, did they come in feeling like this was a great event and something the league should be proud of? And then obviously the players, you know, the players and legends that are there that we're celebrating, we want them to walk away feeling like, man, that was that was cooler than I thought it would be, or that was more fun than I thought it would be, or, you know, that meant more to me than I thought it might. So uh, having those, those people walk away feeling great about their experience and great about the show and the event we made, I think is our biggest marker of success on this show. You know, last year I remember being there and Aaron Rodgers is sitting in the front row and Josh Allen was nearby. And during a commercial break, the two of them were chopping it up. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Now they've got to know each other. They golf, they do all this stuff. And, but that's cool. Like to see like, you know, 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers with 24-year-old Josh Allen, and they're cutting yeah. it up. And I'm like, who who makes the seating chart? <laughs> That's, uh, you know, I've got a meeting a little bit later today to go through the, the first draft of that. Um, it's fun. We, we have an incredible seating team that are just freshly here from the Grammys. I saw them uh, as they got in here this morning. They do, you know, I Dana saw Kenderson Adele sitting dance. with Harry Styles. That was pretty good. That <laughs> yeah, was a good yeah, combo right there. yeah. Um, Dana Kenderson and his team are so good at this. So they'll, they'll put together, um, uh, an initial draft, which is what we're going to go through this afternoon. We look at it on a big monitor and it's got everybody's names on it. Um, and they do it based on their experience on this show and, and the run of show and how we're doing things. And then, you know, the director and myself and a couple other producers will kind of go through and say, well, maybe we'll move this here for that reason, or move this around here. It'd be great when we do this comedy bit, if we have this person here and then can go to that person. So um, it's a team effort, but the, like I said, Dana and his team are, are really good at this. All right, I got a couple more for you because I love this. The award show, you know, behind the scenes and the, and the machinations. Um, have you ever had to put the music on and cut somebody off during a speech? Um, not in this show. Uh, we've, okay. you know, a couple things, right? Like one, I think generally the uh, athletes that we're honoring – don't tend to want to go on and on and They're on. They're not as verbose. Yeah. As others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that helps us. And then, you know, like I said, <laughs> excuse me for, for many years, we were on a bit of a tape delay. So we had like an hour to trim things if we needed to, to get our show to time. So we were off the air on time. Um, and, uh, so we had the luxury of being able to do that and not having to cut people off. Um, last year we were live for the first time, uh, ABC was kind enough to let us go. I think we went four or five minutes long. Andrew's uh, speech okay. at the end of the night was significantly longer than Pretty we good. expected it to be, but it was incredible. And like, you know, it's the last thing in the night. The last thing we want to do is like, you know, play someone off like that. Well, there are times when we'll, in, you know, flash in the teleprompter, please wrap it up. Um, and, you know, if they don't do it, we'll just start <laughs> flashing it a little more often. Um, and they generally, you know, will take those cues from us. All right, you personally, Dave Chamberlain, you don't, you know, get into sports and do all this stuff if you're not a fan at heart. Who was the one athlete that you've met doing the NFL honors that you're like, all right, that's pretty cool? Uh, you know, I, I probably I'm a giant Indianapolis Colts fan. I grew up in Indianapolis, um, and I love that. You know, I uh, 
Mora was close with Peyton, as you said. So I think I'd, I'd met Peyton before NFL honors, um, but spending time around him and with him uh, through this was incredible. There was one year he always, you know, generally he'll come present one of the bigger awards. Um, yeah. There was one year, I think it was in Houston. He was getting ready to present an award and he's just standing next to me backstage. Um, and he's starting to point out things that I'm not even noticing. Um, and I was like, dude, <laughs> you're better at this than I am. How, how does this Ready? work? Um, yeah. So, you know, being able to sit there producing a show with Peyton Manning, giving me notes, um, that are really good notes, smart notes. That, that's pretty cool. I was thinking you'd be like, you know, there's this guy, Ted Marchabroda or you know, Joseph Adai was in the cr- Dominic Rhodes walked right in and I couldn't talk. I tongue-tied. No, Peyton Manning's pretty good. Um, and then my last one is this, like when you're at the switch and you're at the levers and you're doing all this stuff and it's going on, do you have a chance to appreciate and enjoy the night or is it just a pressure cooker? This is work. Uh, all of the above. Um, all of the above. Last year, uh, you know, like I said, we were live for the first time. As you might remember, getting into the event was a little bit of a challenge. Like yes. the traffic and the security. Six mile walk. Yeah, and we're yes. right right next to the stadium, so there were a lot of challenges that came with that. And at the top of the show, a lot of people that were supposed to be there were were not there. Um, so <laughs> we on the fly I, while we're on the air, nice. tr- making decisions and 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 talking to writers and stage managers and talent people. Like, okay, we're going to move that. We're going to get rid of this person. He's going to do that by himself. We got to change this script, write that script so we can move him in there. That's the fun stuff, right? Like doing, doing those things on the fly is the fun stuff. And, you know, while it's like, there's, you know, you're, you're trying to get everything done at the same time. I do feel like I have some appreciation for like, man, this is fun as hell. Um, you know, yeah. it's, uh, there's nothing like live TV. Um, and I, I really, really yeah. enjoy that aspect of it. I can't wait. I'll be there. I'll I'll uh I'll be hovering around. I'll probably try to sneak Come back, into the hello. backstage Please. and be denied. Please. Yeah, I'll be denied, and then I'll have to be like, no, I know Dave Chamberlain had him on my podcast. Um, you're the man. Uh, give us real quick the rundown. When does red carpet start? Where can we find this? And just you know, uh, let's get excited for this. This is one of the the rare nights we can all just appreciate and celebrate football and what it's meant for us this year absolutely uh we are super excited so there's a a red carpet show on nfl network um from 8 p.m to 9 p.m and then we are on live on nbc from 9 to 11 hopefully 11 p.m sharp and we don't go any longer um but uh yeah it's uh it'll be a lot of fun we've got you know um, obviously a lot of great awards, man of the year. Um, we're going to be, you know, we, we couldn't do a show like this about the NFL season without, um, you know, a- having a big tribute to the first responders and medical personnel that, you know, work with Demar Hamlin. Um, so I, yeah, and we've got some great celebs, uh, Tracy Morgan, Tiffany Haddis, Joel McHale, nice. uh, you know, Cheryl Lee, Ralph, her, um, and some amazing players we're get, you know, we've done our best to talk some players into having some fun with us and, uh, doing some fun things with Kelly. So, um, hopefully it'd be a great show that everybody really enjoys. Now, I don't know if Mahomes is going to win the MVP yet. I don't know if he's going to be in the building, 
But if he is not in the building, feel free to call me up to accept the award on his behalf, just so I can get my face on TV. I mean, that's cool. I'm down with that. I like Absolutely. That so, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. That's, that makes sense. That makes totally. a lot of sense. Um, dude, thank you. Thank you for joining. Uh, everybody, the NFL Honors, presented by Avisalign, is going to be on uh, NBC this week on Thursday. Of course, the red carpet. Nate Burleson will be running the show. Kevin Frazier will be there as well on NFL Network on Thursday beforehand. Dave. I know you're a busy man. Thank you so much for joining and giving us the lowdown on what it takes to put on an event like the NFL Honors. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Dave Chamberlain, awesome insight on what what it takes to put on a live event show, um, what it means to do the NFL Honors gig, and then really like all the the bells and whistles that goes into it that maybe you don't realize when you're watching it on TV. Aaron, did I come across as thirsty in a way, trying to like beg for camera time multiple times? Uh, no, no, I thought that was an appropriate amount. Like if I'm going, I think it's like, like three o'clock, like like local. Like if I'm going at three o'clock, like I better look, be on freaking TV. If you dude. don't ask to be called up to accept Mahomes award if he wins they're never gonna offer it uh, who else are they gonna who else like who's going up there like kingsbury is still in thailand i know that so he's the college coach he's not going up there his agent i don't want to see any agent accepting his brother awards. does Brittany and jackson jackson might come up that would be a you know what that might be the move and that might go viral jackson might have um a dance yeah, or yeah. whatever like to go with it that could be a whole thing um I don't know. I thought that I was, uh, now that I've recorded it with him already, I feel a little bit gross that I was selling myself so hard. But you understand people in my business are so much worse than that? I'm serious. I don't think, I mean, I think you are fine. Like, he understands, okay. you know, that you've been backstage already. If if he sees you back there. One time. Yeah. It's, you, you've been there before. It was cool. It was cool. Um, Dave is cool. And his company puts on the ESPYs, puts on NFL honors. My big prediction, I don't know anything, and I want you to predict too. So like, the Walter Payton Man of the Year is the most <clears throat> important award. It's what everyone does. And it's like unsavory to predict. I gotta be honest, at Good Morning Football, when we got the, the 32 nominees, I put together like a little pool, and I'm like, everyone pick who you think. <laughs> who do you think the NFL is gonna pick for Walter Payton Man of the Year? Everyone went with Dak, because he was like the biggest name. But the NFL loves their Cameron Hayward of the Steelers, and they love Demario Davis of the Saints. Those are my two wild cards. I think Cam Hayward might win it from the Steelers. I think Demario Davis might win it. But there are so many good nominees, and there are so many uh, beloved guys. But Dak is the biggest name. What do you think? They just give it to the biggest name, or do you think that maybe you get one of my guys, Demario or Cam I was kind of wondering if they would give it to Jared Goff. Because, oh, Jared you know, Goff! He, he had the, the scenes in Hard Knocks this year in the preseason with him doing, um, I forget the name of his foundation, but he was working with kids uh, on the show. And so like, there's been media. He is a yeah, nominee. So I wonder if he would get it. I like it. Your, your bet is Jared Goff. I'm going to go with Demario Davis is my bet. Tomorrow, Davis, New Orleans Saints. Um, and if Dak wins it, Dak deserved it. It's nothing about that. It just, yeah, that Dak is a very famous player and he's nominated for it. Um, very unsavory to debate who's going to win Walter Payton Man of the Year when all these guys give their time and their money to these causes. And yet, here we are. Uh, Super Bowl week, Aaron. Uh, we've got plenty more coming. We've got multiple episodes this week that are in works right now. Um, Big names, influential names, not to tease too much, but something different that only our podcast can bring. Uh, I'm getting excited for the Super Bowl, but I am also aware that uh, it's it's just getting started. Uh, Aaron Kaufman, Jason English, Matt Schneider, 
Of course, Jason Kleinman, who who churns out these social clips that help make it go viral. Meredith Batten at the NFL, who has been so good to work with on this podcast all season. And then our maestro on the one-twos is a gentleman named Jack Rudd. I love the theme music to this podcast. Guys, plenty more to come. This is just the first one. We'll see you later this week. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.